And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 151, aka season 2, episode 19. Wow, we've been on LRN for 19 episodes now, or 18 episodes going on 19. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we do this show uh, as a call-in, if if you can ever figure out when we're on, uh, I'll give you the call-in numbers to, to call when we are. Uh, that's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Um, and, and real quick before we get into to your thing, MC, w- regarding the call-in, um, yes, we do take calls. But a lot of times what ends up happening for me is like um, I have friends who are like, dude, I want to call into the show or something to that effect. Um, and the easiest way to get them on is, when we do go live, I just send them a message saying, all right, dude, now's a good time to call. Um, so if you're out there and you're wondering like, oh man, when are we going to go live? Um, just shoot us a message, uh, you know, through Facebook or whatever, or call and leave a, leave a message on those numbers. And then when we're ready, you know, when we're ready to go live, we'll give you a heads up. Like, all right, we're about to record the show. Um, and then you can call in, you know, if, if you're still so inclined. Um, that might work best if you've been thinking about calling, but just, you know, we don't do a regular deal like some of the other podcasts out there. So it might be a little bit more difficult. So I just wanted to throw that out there and maybe that will uh, spur some interest uh, in more phone calls to the show. Uh, That being said, what is going on with you this week, MC? So I think there was a Super Bowl or something that happened, right? Something like that. I know some, my friend's family won a whole bunch of money at our pool. Jesus. Oh shoot. (laughs) I know, I know somebody who lost a lot of money, but. (laughs) Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so yeah, there's there's winners and losers in life, and uh, don't don't you think we should have like the government get involved and you know and 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 share some of those those winnings with the losers? I mean, should, wouldn't that be more fair? Is there? Well, they kind of do, right? Because they they <laughs> they tax the winnings if you if you claim yeah. it, and you're legitimately gambling, and then they give it out as welfare. So yeah, <laughs> is that what is that what those... you're talking about, or are you talking about like they're they're actually talking about? Um, paying out winnings to losers to to mitigate some of the losses yeah i guess that that, that'd be a new way of doing it but uh now on a more serious note um during the the super bowl there was a commercial for td ameritrade and and they announced uh and and i'm not sure if they announced it previously but uh, at least during the super bowl commercial it said that they're offering uh, bitcoin uh, futures trading on their platform okay um and this isn't exactly the thing i've been waiting for but it's close you know so it can give people um exposure to bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general um through a very common service that millions of people use um so why it's interesting right now is because there was a disturbance in the market finally you know there was a a little bit of a correction maybe something like 10 percent of the the dow or something like that right uh, so the stock market not the crypto yeah market. okay yeah the big yeah the the stock market um so it's it's interesting because of how many trillions of dollars supposedly is is tied up in the in the stock market and uh i keep telling people that the the prices are too high and i even i even talked to somebody at the super bowl party about that and and he said well they're not too high because they keep going up so that means that you know, they could <laughs> go up you know a lot more and and most people don't, th- you know, stop to question why is the stock market going up until just all the world's is. wealth is locked up in stock trades, and and all the w- world's wealth isn't really locked up in that. It's just that's just where the, the stupid money is is going because that's where it has been going, and okay. the reason why it's going is because the government and the, their uh, tax laws make the stock market the best place to put the money. And not just tax laws, but also the monetary policy. So interest rates are low. Um, there's no reason to save your money in a bank and get low interest rates. So you want some type of return. So you put it in the stock market. And so that's that's what everybody does. And 
Um, well, so b- there, there before you go limit. on, sorry, before you go on, the, the reason p- everyone does that, and we've discussed this previously on the show, um, is because of the way that the government inflates the currency and disincentivizes disincentivizes savings in a savings account, right? Right. So it, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to blame people for like, you know, trying to hold on to their wealth and hold on to their value by putting it in one of the few places where you could earn a return, um, as right, opposed right. to a savings account. Um, so yeah, I just want to, I want to clear that up and then please do go on. Right. And so <clears throat> what we have now is a situation that hasn't ever, well, in my lifetime at least, hasn't existed before. Uh, a, a chance to own something that is easy to trade and not not tied to uh, the fiat currency system or uh, a stock market that is being propped up by the fiat currency. Okay. And so, and that's Bitcoin or you know all the other cryptos um so it's it's going to be really interesting to see you know if you look at the market cap of uh all the all the stocks put together you know it's you know trillions and trillions and trillions i don't know 100 trillion dollars or something i don't even know i haven't looked but it's up there yeah and so and it it's only going to take a, a little bit of panic and and selling to drop it 50 percent. and one of the reasons why is because all the all the dollars are being circulated through the economy and end up getting put back in into the stock market not not really to be held there but to be recirculated again so when you when you give dollars to buy a stock they don't hold on to those dollars they use those dollars to you know build you know build their company up more or pay their employees or you know, buy land or buy a factory or whatever they do. Right. Um, Add shell, a, shareholder value. There, there's a few exceptions, like Apple's got you know 100 billion dollars or something like that. But uh, for for the most part, you know, they're not just sitting on on the dollars. Um, and that that's one way of an, uh, a good investing tip is if if the company yeah. does have a large uh, dollar reserve, then that you at least know they're good with money, right? So, <laughs> well, and even even in Apple's case, they have a lot because they sell a lot of products, and you know people love the company. But they're also they also are in like the investment stage, right? They just built the new campus, and the last I heard is they were looking to build yet another facility, uh, you know, office complex or whatever. So they're they're doing they're doing something with the money. It's just in their case, they have so much of it. There's only so much. You know, there's only there are only so many wise investments you can make, you know, with with that much cash on hand, right? Like, I, how many office complexes, you know, does one company need, just you know, in order to to spend the money? Okay, go on. Right. So th- there's um, it, it, uh, the majority of the stock market, it's going to take very little for people to start selling, and there's not going to be anybody with a whole bunch of cash willing to to buy those stocks up. So, you know, Apple might start buying companies as they drop 50%, 75% in value. Uh, but there's only, you know, so much that they would want. And a lot of it's just going to go to zero. Um, They've also been doing a lot of buybacks. Right. So, yeah, so there are exceptions to what I'm talking about. Apple's probably one of them. Um but in general, the, the stock market is way overvalued. There's not enough money in circulation to, to prop the stocks up at this very, very high level. Um, so, you know, I, I've been expecting a pullback or, or a correction or uh, or even a major crash for a long time. And so so is Ron Paul. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to make any predictions on that. But back to what I was saying, what's really interesting is people now have the ability to take money out of the stock market and put it in something else that is pretty much i'm not say i don't know i don't want to say guaranteed because there's just plenty of risks in bitcoin yep um but for as long as it's working the way it's supposed to um you can it's a, it's a pretty sure bet that you can put money in bitcoin and and 
you know, some other idiot after after us is, is going <laughs> to put their money in, in Bitcoin also, right? So there, there's a lot of greed involved in all this, but um, yeah. it's it's uh, it's very likely that a lot of people are going to, going to want exposure in Bitcoin, and I think everybody should have some of it, uh, just like I think everybody should have some gold too, but nobody does. I think there's a reason why nobody has gold is just because it's 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 clunky. It's hard it's hard to use. It's hard to trade. It's um, and so there's a lot of advantages. There's a lot of ease of use with with Bitcoin, and um, it's also not as divisible as Bitcoin, which is my personal excuse. Yeah, maybe. Like we we talked about this before. I have silver rounds, right? But no gold, because I could afford you know a handful of silver rounds. But to buy like a gold round or, you know, a, a, a chip gram of gold at one point I was looking at was, you know, cost prohibitive uh, for the price and for storage and use. Right. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of advantages is for, for, for Bitcoin. And, and I think that's going to take a toll on the stock market overall. Uh, people are going to reevaluate their holdings in the stock market. And once they realize that there's really nothing holding it up except the government regulations that, that make it a uh, favorable uh, tax haven, and uh, there, there's not really that much incentive to give your money away to all these companies, you know. Um, right. People don't even consider themselves like part owner in these companies. It's just... It's just a, a a big casino, right? And yeah, and and most people don't even know how their money is being managed. Like uh, m- most of the four hundred one k products you you buy, you buy because your the company you work for tells you here here's five different options, and these different options have a whole bunch of uh, companies and and uh, you know stocks and bonds and whatever else that that some prof- you know professional is, yeah. is putting your money into and why are they doing what they're doing Be- because well because all the other stock professionals are are, are all the other uh, uh, investment prof- professionals are putting the same you know putting everybody else's money into these things too and that's why they keep going up there's yeah. so if like 99.9 percent of of all these professionals are doing the same thing then you you have to stop and wonder, like, okay, well, why, why isn't that anybody has an opposite opinion about about the the stock market and uh, the market in general? Why isn't anybody saying, hey, like, at some time, at some point, it's a good time to sell, you know, put some on the side so that when it when it does crash, you'll be able to you know buy a whole bunch really cheap. And and none of them do this, so every, everybody's kind of on the hook for the government's or the Federal Reserve's bad money policy, and okay. that's that's one reason why they they keep propping it up is because everybody is involved in it, right? There's there's probably not a single congressman that doesn't that isn't heavily exposed to the stock market, you know. Right. So the, the incentive is for them to keep doing the same thing over and over. Uh, but at some point, there's going to be a challenge to this system, and that challenge could be in the form of uh, another country dropping the dollar, which China and Russia are trying to do, or it could be in the form of something better to buy, and that could be Bitcoin or gold. Okay. And so, this is this is what I think is going to. I'm not saying Bitcoin is going to pop the bubble, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did. If it becomes easy for the average person just to go hey you know what i don't like this i don't like my 401k options anymore i'm you know i want to put half of my money in bitcoin well that's gonna that's gonna you know hurt the the upside on stocks a lot especially since they're you know a lot of these companies are 200 times over overvalued and uh it's it's just it's just silly to me you know i mean there's there's a lot of cryptocurrencies that are 200 times overvalued too um but uh the, a whole a whole economy built on top of this house of cards you know the US dollar um it, it just seems like uh 
you know, it's it's ready for uh, for a reset and ready for something, you know, to- totally drastically new. And uh, so that's why I say everybody should get some Bitcoin. Um, it, it might make you a millionaire, but in 10 years, a million dollars might not mean that much. So, <laughs> you know, just be prepared for that. Okay. So I, I guess there's a couple things that I, I, I can take away from what you're saying. And one of it is, uh, you know, if you've seen the movie, The Big Short, right, that's part, uh, like, think about the lessons that can be learned from that. And the other is, you know, the one of the lessons that could be taken away, um, you know, from the, the missile crisis that Hawaii had a few years ago was, I don't know if I shared this on the air, but I was talking to my cousin um, about it, and he panicked. He was like one of the people that went, oh my God, fucking missile's coming. Um, and the one thing that he did at the time that he shared with me is he, he happened to bump into or run into or notice, uh, you know, the, the local, um, congressional person here in, in Hawaii for like our district, right. The, like the, the, the representative for, for our district. And he attached himself to that dude's hip, uh, for the duration of the crisis, because his feeling was if they're going to save anyone in the, in his general vicinity, they're going to save the politician, right? And he was going to be right there to get saved along with the politician um, if it came down to that. Now, if a missile hit the building and it blew everything up, well, the politician goes down with it. So when you're talking about, you know, the, 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 the states and the political influence on the stock market and on the financial market, um, despite Ron Paul's predictions and despite, you know, what they talked about in the big short, like, you know, uh, why why isn't it going down? Why isn't the bubble popping, crashing like it should? Um, you know, given everything else, well, like you said, MC, the politicians prop it up, um, and they prop it up uh, mostly because it's in their best interest to do so, right? If if they're if they're heavily invested in the stock market and the stock market crashes, they lose a lot. So it behooves them uh, to keep it propped up and to keep going and, you know, easy money flowing for as long as possible and kick the can down the road for as long as possible. Uh, and as an investor, right, it may behoove you uh, to attach yourself to that philosophy um, if your goal is is to make money. Uh, because if, if, if you know that it's in the politician's best interest to kick the can down the, you know, down the road as long as possible, um, then you just ride out that can kicking until, you know, until you decide that you've made enough, like you said, and then pull out, uh, or until it, it collapses and then you go down with everybody else, right? Like there, there'll be a handful of people who bailed early enough, um, to be saved. But you know, if, if, if the politicians go down, you go down with them might not be a bad strategy, um, financially. Now, if you're talking about, you know, what's what's the right thing to do, what's the moral thing to do, what's 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 the anarchist thing to do, um, then then who cares? Right. And then, you know, you, you do what's best for you, regardless of what's going on around you. And if that happens to align with what they're doing, then great. Uh, if the, if not, then so be it as well. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention or at least uh, get out there is when you talk about everyone getting involved in crypto at some point, um, yeah, it could be. And one of the reasons why you can kind of guarantee, but you can't guarantee, but maybe it's a guarantee that there's money to be made in crypto um, is because the percentage of people on the planet currently involved is so minuscule that it leaves a lot of room for growth. And the early adopters, the people that have been it, uh, have been in it as long as you or longer, MC, um, you know, are the ones that are going to reap the benefit uh, for those decisions you've made years ago when people years from now finally decide to get involved. Um, and you said like, you know, why would people sell off stocks or why would they sell off crypto? And my answer has always been in an emergency, right? When, 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 you, when you have nothing else to liquidate, then you can liquidate the holdings that are bringing you the most profit, Right. And, you know, for, for some people, you know, the, the, the panic selling in stocks or the panic selling in Bitcoins, it like it runs one, one in the same in my mind. It's, it's a mentality, right? It's a, it's, it's either a mentality of cutting losses or a mentality of I've made enough. Um, and, and as you said, MC, there's so many greedy people out there who won't say I've made enough. Uh, and get out that they'll continue to push the the prices up. They'll continue to push the stock market up um, until until a point where it just it's unsustainable no matter what they do, 
no matter how much more dollar printing you know you can get you can have a record highs right all-time highs in bitcoin and record highs in you know the dow jones and and whatnot uh but it's purchasing power that actually matters and one of the reasons why like i said initially why people get into the stock market to begin with uh, is to protect purchasing power for the work that they've done right you know we you, even if you take it to like the company level when we, where we mentioned apple right there's 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 only so much things you can buy so many improvements you can make um so many new buildings you can prop up um to get out of the dollar right like what's what's more valuable than holding dollars uh doing something that will make you more money in a different arena later um and so people who you know want to save for retirement or or just you know save for uh, a vacation or a car or, or home or, or anything like that um you have to protect your purchasing power like it's 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 a plague um, right now that that's just with the current financial system that doesn't allow people to easily save the money that they've already worked hard to earn. And so they end up having to take risks um, like the stock market or cryptocurrency, even though it's you know currently less risky um, that moves them in that direction. So I don't think I don't think it's, you know, necessarily dumb money. I don't think it's all greed. Um, I think it's, you know, it's social incentives. And it's, it's, uh, what's, what's it, uh, social engineering, uh, on the part of those people in power, uh, moving, you know, moving pawns on a chessboard. And it's your responsibility that if, you know, if you're going to see yourself as a pawn to make the moves that don't get you killed or financially destroyed, being aware of the fact, um, that you are most likely being manipulated, whether or not you can be in control of that or not. Um, and I'm, am I making any sense here, MC? I feel like I am. I, I think you are. I think that's a All fair right. assessment. All right. Did you have anything else on that? I know you, you initially mentioned uh, futures trading with TD Ameritrade. Was there, was there something uh, in that arena that you think is going to make it easy for people to move from the stocks into Bitcoin just using the TD Ameritrade platform? I haven't tried it yet, so I, I don't know how easy it is. Um, I would like to. Um, but at the same time, it's like I'm I'm trying to distance myself from the system altogether. Um, so if I don't have to operate on on uh, on on their system, then then I would like to be you know just stay out of it. Um, but you know, like like my main point was like this this is what what would make Bitcoin totally mainstream is if if uh, People were able to take out the the biggest part of their savings, which happens to be in stocks, because that's that's where the incentive is. Right. Um, so it's 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 hard to convince people to buy gold, you know, gold on the stock market, you know, paper gold on the stock stock market or physical gold. Um, but once once you try Bitcoin, or what, that's that's what I would suggest. Just just try it see if if it's if you think it's it's a valid uh store of value um and then just one that. hit of crypto is enough to get you hooked for life <laughs> it totally is man all right um i want to i want to share a text that i got from my uncle um now we we cross paths like i i went to california for a vacation and he came to Hawaii for a vacation um, and we missed each other for like a week. So we had like, he was here for two weeks. So I got to hang out with him for a little bit. Um, and, and he is what I'm going to call old school because he's an old guy. Um, so j there's just some things I don't expect him, uh, to understand, comprehend or accept. And so typically, uh, when we're hanging out and having discussions, just like, uh, you know, my, my friends who, you know, work for the state unfortunately, and I still consider them friends for the most part, right? I ignore that topic completely in order to maintain a friendship with them. Um, because if I, if I, you know, if we slip into, you know, like, oh, how was work? And you're like, yo, you down there stealing people's money again. Oh, you know, it just, it won't work. Um, so to, to, to maintain some semblance of a social life, uh, with regards to the fact that there aren't a lot of anarchists to hang out with here in Hawaii, uh, present company excluded because I love hanging out with you too, MC. Um, but there's just not a lot out there. I ignore those topics, uh, when dealing with these people. 
So when I was hanging out with my uncle, um, there was like one thing that kind of set me off, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But we didn't really have a political, a philosophical, any sort of discussion regarding, um, you know, the state or anarchism or politics or anything like that. Um, uh, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know if like something slipped along the way, but here's a text that I got from him as he returned uh, to California from his vacation out of the blue. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim, uh, hopefully in the tone that he intended it to, to be read and kind of caught in the middle too. Just saying, I don't want to be involved, but how many Americans would lose their jobs and their families if there were no taxes or if you owe, don't pay taxes? How many cities and or states would go bankrupt and then get bailed out like the banks and the auto, oil, pharmaceutical, etc. companies? Please, no response. I rest my case. Low. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I have an answer. Like, like, like. Okay, I, let me let me I, read you mine because I went back and forth. I he said, please, no response. And you know me, I can't help myself. So I, I well, I'm trying to be cordial what, about what, this. With, te- with something like that out of the blue, like, how would you not respond? <laughs> <laughs> right. So my first response was, what are you responding to? Right. Like where, where did this come from? And and my second question was, and what case are you resting? Right. Like (laughs) I rest my case. Mike dropped point made. I am out of here. And so he responded back really no case, just watching the news and just got sick and tired of these government workers and employees take advantage of taxpayer money. That's all. And so my final response that I did not get a response to, even though this is uh, almost a week old, uh, a few days old, half a week old, um, then shouldn't you want no taxes? I mean, your reasoning doesn't really follow your original position. And that's where it ended. Uh, so, so your thoughts, MC, on how many Americans and their families would lose their jobs and whatever if there were, if there were no taxes? Um. So my, my first thought was like, if everybody just stopped paying taxes and, and he, he even mentioned in, in a statement that, that, well, if everybody stopped paying taxes, then they, they would all have to be bailed out and, and they probably would, they would probably print a shit ton of money and, and, and bail everybody out, bail every, everybody who's affected by, by the, the, the wonderful people that decided to, you know, keep their own money. Because it's um, in the incentive of the Congress people to keep that thing flowing and going. Right. So so my first response is, I don't care. Like, whatever they do is whatever they do. Like, that's that's on them. I mean, I can't I can't make people stop printing paper, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't do it. Uh, but that's why I like Bitcoin. You, you can't print more of them. Well, you could, you know, make a new currency or something, which I plan on doing. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't care what they do. Like, if they want to do something that is immoral or whatever, that's on that's on them. Um, if if somebody lost their job uh, in a government position, well, I would hope that they're smart and capable enough to to do something uh, outside of government work. Um, and and that's really the tragedy of of government jobs is is there's no way to find out how valuable they are because uh you know i I think we could get rid of all of them all the jobs uh all the government bs and and then you know i think i think everybody would still be all right i think there would be more wealth generated because people that do have you know worthless jobs where they're not creating any value would all of a sudden be creating value they had that experiment in in uh new zealand um where the, the system was unsustainable. Nobody was happy. Uh, the, the, the guy from the socialist party got elected and he decided, Hey, uh, everybody should, uh, be treated equally and equally get nothing. And so he sold, he, he privatized all the, all the government functions, including the, the post office. And lo and behold, everything became profitable. And, when everything's profitable, that means value is being created, and and that's that's what we want. Um, so even 
going even even to the level of of what would happen if if nobody paid taxes okay the schools are going to close big freaking whoop you know uh school would become privatized it would become profitable it would become something that creates value and that would be great if if you know if a kid could uh get out of high school and and you know he he's been taught something that is valuable to the economy because he wouldn't be there otherwise why would you pay for something that has no value you know <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. where we are now like kids get out of high school nobody wants them you know oh you have to go to college first and then you get out of college and everybody else has college degrees too well and there's some cities either. mitigating against that right like i don't know if we talked about it on the air if i just posted a show prep but it's happening again um, cities are saying that uh, high school students must have a pre-high school plan in place before receiving their diploma right it's 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 to that point now too yeah so um yeah and and so i was, I was also trying to say even if you get a college degree a lot of times you're, you're not wanted because you have no experience so um i i would say you know realistically uh, especially in the case of t like teaching and teachers and stuff you know someone could spend 10 years in school learning how to teach or they could just spend 10 years of their life teaching i think you know which one is going to have a better outcome the one yeah. that's been teaching for 10 years or the one that's been reading about how to teach um so i don't know that's yeah i mean i, f I fell into the school trap and you know it, it's i'm still working my way out of it so to speak so one uh, a couple things that i want to get back to as as you were saying is what would happen if everyone stopped paying their taxes it would become more productive well two reasons for that right is is without the taxes going to you know government workers right you you eliminate part of the parasite problem right you you eliminate those who would like leech off the uh, many of those who would leech off uh the productive members of society um and some of those not all some of those would convert to productive members of society uh, because they they happen to have a set of skills that are valuable uh, outside the state environment so it's it's a twofold uh, a twofold increase to productivity you you eliminate waste and then you get people more productive uh, and the waste that you eliminate either you know falls off uh, you know dies whatever don't care um, or converts you know to, to, to the productive side and w will that eliminate all parasitical uh, elements of society no because we're not stupid right there still be there will still be those uh who who elect to uh you know to steal or or defraud uh people out of their money uh as in whatever way they choose to um but the difference is like now those people will be looked at by society uh as the criminals that they are uh rather than like the respected members of the political elite uh, that that they currently have established themselves as. Any other thoughts? Yeah. So, if everybody didn't pay their taxes, which we advocate, yep, go for it, please. And and if and if the if the banks want to print money to prop it up, that's kind of what they do anyway. They already do it. Um, <laughs> you know, the Hawaii government has been putting themselves so far in a hole that they'll never get out of. And, you know, are, are they going to get bailed out? Sure. You know, um, did Detroit get bailed out? No, no, not really. So, I mean, does, does it really matter? You know, if it, it's, if it gets bad enough, people will leave like it did in Detroit, you know, <laughs> so. I, I'm going to re-predict Detroit again, because I've said this before and I never put a timetable on it and I still don't want to put a timetable on it. Uh, but I, I would like to see, and I, I want to predict uh, that Detroit become um, the new uh, libertarian anarchist mecca, um, because if it's going to get abandoned and ghost towned anyway, uh, we might as well just take it over and rebuild it in our image. And I don't have a problem. Sure, with that. sure. And and there are people that that are doing that. Um, there there's still what what surprises me that there's still so many parasites, you know, in control in in Detroit. It's like they won't let it go you know like oh well if you if you take this abandoned property you got to pay the back taxes for the last 10 years like, yeah seriously like nobody wants this you should get rid of this you should give it to somebody 
who's going to do something positive with it. Right. But and and so yeah, I say be a real anarchist and you know squat that shit, right? I do not a, I do not have a problem like I I may I I stand by the the fact that I am a a property rights anarchist. Whatever you want to call that, not a commie, right? Like <laughs> ANCAP agorist, all that good stuff. I I think that private property is the uh is fundamental and foundational uh to polite, peaceful society um that being said right if 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 you throw something in the garbage right i consider that to be abandoned property right and then so i don't have a problem with people like digging through garbage looking for shit right if you want it properly destroyed where no one can see your name and phone number and address on there well fucking do it yourself right but but once you abandon it uh, i call free game the difficulty with real property or real estate is that it's hard to tell when it's been abandoned and when it's just unoccupied, right? That's, that's a gray area as far as I'm concerned in the, in, in property matter disputes, right? Cause at any given time, you know, someone could then just go like reclaimed. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've owned this for 20 years. It's just, Here's my legal documentation right here. It doesn't matter if you've been living in it uh, for the last 18. I bought it. Uh, therefore, it's mine. Right. So it, it won't be me. But I think that someone needs to uh, establish uh, some common ground uh, for abandoned property, uh, abandoned real property. But in, in the meantime, I'm all for squatting. Right. If, if no one's in the building and it's not being used or occupied and there's no like, you know, if there's no clear and present owner uh, to who can you who, who can, you know, lay a higher claim to it, then by all means, uh, get in that building, have the cable guy show up, have the phone guy show up, have the electrician show up, have the water guy show up and get everything up and running to your satisfaction as much as you want uh, and just occupy that. Right. Uh, and then, you know, de- depending if someone comes along or whatever, if there's some legal precedent, then leave and go do it again elsewhere. Because imagine all the money you're saving in mortgages and taxes and rent uh, by not having to pay anyone that because you're just using a building that no one else is using. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if, if, if that makes me like a bad ANCAP, uh, then, then so be it. Um, but that's one that's one area where, you know, I'm I'm OK with certain forms of anarchism um, that may be, you know, poo-pooed by the, by, you know, the respectable intellectuals. Um, so, yeah. So, if you, if you go to Detroit, don't buy the house. Don't pay the back taxes. Just live in that sucker and see what happens. Right? Why not? What are they going to do? <laughs> well, that, that is the question. They can, they can do whatever they want. Uh, and you can maybe defend yourself, maybe not. So. <laughs> well, and that's why um, strength in numbers, right? If you, you know, yeah. occupy a ghost town, occupy a city, uh, make it, this, we've had this discussion before, make it so it's not worth their time to come after you. And by the time it is worth their time to come after you, uh, you're too big and too strong and too established uh, for them to like easily move you. Can they roll in tanks? Absolutely. Do they want to roll in tanks? Probably not. You stand off like the Bundys and, you know, fire away with men on horseback and see how much they back down and whether or not they're really going to escalate, you know, when it's all over the news um, and you have, you know, societal and moral support on your side, right? Just don't piss anybody off when you're living there. So they go, oh, no, these we got great neighbors. They came in, they turned the lights on, they refurbished the building and everything, you know. We love having them. Who are these guys trying to kick them out? Like that's, that's the kind of publicity you want, uh, if you're going to be doing something like that. Any right. other thoughts? Do we have, do we have any headlines? Plenty of headlines. More than I expected. Um, headline, cop pulls man over, tickets him for illegal tint, but his windows have no tint. <laughs> headline, gangster accused of swallowing drugs goes three weeks without a bowel movement as police tweet, hashtag poo watch headline uh new york legislatures unveil legislation because that's what they do a uh, banning tide pods uh, headline to save the rhinos legalize the horn trade headline uh studies show kids are born creative geniuses but the education system 
destroys imagination. Uh, headline, state now assumes all homeschoolers are child abusers, reveals plans for involuntary home visits. And finally, headline, cops raid licensed chef's home, steal his cooking equipment for feeding the homeless. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? These are these are all great headlines. Um, a lot of them just speak for themselves. Um, you know, more, more of the cops... Uh, doing doing things that are just completely ridiculous and uh you know worthy of condemnation by everybody and and um it it's one of those things i i don't know if it has any effects to keep saying it over and over like like uh the the police state is wrong and uh yep there there needs to be some type of change in in the system you know whether whether you're for completely uh, abandoning abandoning the idea of uh government police force or or not like even if even if you want to keep some part of it um the system we have now rewards incompetence yes and we get more of it and and th <laughs> there are some people that that you know believe they're good cops and they get in the system and and they quit because it's so stupid and they don't like being around these stupid people, you know. <laughs> and, That's how you can tell who the good cops are, because they're right. no longer cops. They're like former cops. Right. Because so, there are uh, no good cops. I mean, like that the, the Robert Higgs uh, quote that I don't I'm not gonna get into here kind of establishes that uh foundationally, right? The the good good cops get out or they do something else. Or in some personal cases, if you have a family member that happens to be a law enforcement officer, I'm sure they're the greatest person in the world to you, and they're one of the good guys. <laughs> and I'm sure that giving out warnings as opposed to tickets makes them feel special and great. Um, but who signs their check? You know, that's you know, that's 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 the bottom line for me, right? I had I had a friend. Um, I was telling this story to a coworker. I had a friend who was a security guard and, you know, and, and he was a security guard before he was my friend. And then we kind of like grew into some sort of a friendship or an, uh, an acquaintanceship, um, more than anything else. But, you know, we hung out, we talked. And at one point in time, he said, I want to be a cop. I'm tired of like not getting respect as a security guard. I want to be a cop. And I went, dude, then we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> Cause then you'll be a cop, and I can't be friends with the cop, man. You know, he's like, no, but you know the the benefits and all this, and I was like, yeah, I got it, got it, all got it. But I, I personally have more respect for you as a private security guard, right? Who is who is an agent of the property owner, right? And he, and can you know do only things that the property owner would have the right to do on his property uh, than I would if you're a cop. He's like, no, nah, Rich, I'll be a cool cop. You know, I like if, if I see you, I just like, you know, pull you over to say hi. I'm like, dude, you're not even a cop yet. And you're already looking forward to abusing your authority as a cop. You know, don't fucking pull me over for anything. Leave me alone. You know, and I, he, he never became a cop as far as I know. So that that's good. Um, but, there, you know, you said it and we come up with these stories and a lot of times um, I, I pass over many, many cop stories, um, not necessarily because, you know, I don't think they're, they're right for the show, but as you said, MC, there's just so many of them at this point, so many bad cop stories, bad cops, abusing power stories, bad cops doing this stories, good cops standing by, not doing anything stories, um, that the reason we have, uh, a lot of those this time um, is mostly because it was a, it was an otherwise slow news week. There wasn't much else newsworthy to pull except for bad cop stuff. And I could easily um, turn show prep into bad cop prep, and we could have bad cop stories every week. Um, so that being said, since we have other stories, uh, save for the bad cops, you know where where the headline kind of tells it all, we can get into one of those if you'd like. Do you have anything to say about the? Uh the Tide Pods being banned? Yes, okay, and this is another one, right? Slow week, because it's proposed legislation, it's not past legislation, but it just, it shows how stupid, 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 stupid uh, people 
and state governments and the people in state governments are. Uh, New York legislatures unveil legislation banning Tide Pods. The Tide, do we have to get into what the Tide Pod challenge is? Is that, or is that ubiquitous enough? You can skip enough? that, yeah. I okay. think everybody's seen it. The Tide Pod challenge has reached the next stage of the safety hysteria cycle with lawmakers proposing legislation to fight an alleged menace. Not a single child died from consuming a liquid detergent package last year, and the number of child exposure incidents has been falling steadily since 2015. Yet a pair of New York legislatures introduced a bill yesterday to keep the colorful laundry aids from being sold in the state. The bill, sponsored by Senator Brad Hoyleman uh, and Assemblyman Aravella Simotas, would require all detergent packaging sold in New York to be a uniform color that is unattractive to children. The product would also have to come wrapped in child bite restraint, uh, child bite resistant packaging. Also, there would need to be a warning label informing would-be Tide Pod champions that the product is dangerous to eat. As the parents of two young kids, I'm very concerned about the safety of liquid detergent packets, Hoyleman said in a press release. It was, it's way past time to fix these products or remove them altogether from store shelves. Consumer safety advocates also released statements of support for the bill. By clearly marking individual packaging with a warning message, I hope teenagers would rethink their self-harming behavior, said Shino Tanikawa, member of Community Education Council District, who clearly master of how teens think. Uh, the fear expressed by proponents of a Tide Pod ban is that the product looks and smells dangerously like candy, thus leading children to consume them. Yet the actual number of fatal poisonings result from children consuming these items are quite small. From 2012 to 2017, only two children... Uh, died from consuming liquid detergent packaging. That compared to the 16 kids under the age of 6 who died from exposure to batteries between 2012 and 2016, according to the National Poison Control Center. Batteries, you may have noted, do not resemble candy. Uh, the text of Hoyleman and Samoto's bill does its best to hype this danger nonetheless, informing us that from 2013 to 2015, there were over 49,000 reported cases of young children ingesting or inhaling the contents of liquid detergent pods. Uh, the American Association of Poison Control Centers puts this number lower, counting 34,479 children under six being exposed to liquid detergent packages. Uh, these numbers include all manner of exposure, including kids who merely get it on their skin. Uh, the fact that almost no children are dying from these exposures suggests that most are manageable medical incidents. And would the bill really cut down on these exposures? Procter & Gamble, the, the makers of Tide Pod, sells less flashy all-white detergent packs and says it already makes the packages child-resistant. The company has also launched a safety initiative in response to the reputed plague of people consuming its product. Uh, but if the legislation won't come back on dangerous behavior, it certainly brings us more publicity to Hoyleman and Simotis. So in at least one sense, the bill already doing the job its authors wanted it to do. Uh, have you taken the Tide Pod Challenge, MC, or do you know anyone who has? I thought about it, um, and then I thought that was stupid. No. Okay, I'm surprised you even thought about it because <laughs> I went. People are doing that. No, that's just dumb. I don't. I don't want to eat that at all. I didn't no, eat blue in grade school either. I I thought like it. It does have like some validity to like they they do kind of look candy or something you know but to actually do it um that's that's the thing about any any of these internet challenges you know they're 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 obviously stupid you know and you can obviously get on youtube and watch somebody else do it and know like that was stupid <laughs> i think that's why people watch it like the 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 cinnamon challenge you know like you know, I actually people, had a friend do that because they didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. But you can see other people do it. They're obviously in a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Like we live in a, the age of information. Like you, you already know what the effects are going to be. You don't have to try it yourself. Um, yep. So never eaten a ghost pepper either. So with any of these challenges, it's like, okay, you're obviously doing it for attention. Um, there's 
a popular song out that actually made it to the radio. I heard it last night on the radio. Wow. Uh, it's it's called uh, Everybody Wants to Be Famous and it's you know it's just some average looking uh nothing special nerdy nerdy type of girl who made made her own you know YouTube video and and uh you know you could watch it. It's totally a stupid, you know, music video internet video with you know ca- you know silly cats and pizza and whatever flying around the screen and um but yeah everybody wants to be famous and i don't know how much that's true but there there are certain people who demand attention um so instead of telling people what not to do because you could do that for infinity and never get done with telling people what not to do they'll come up with something else stupid um is, is to tell them what to do you know, so what should teenagers be doing? Uh, this the same thing everybody else should be doing is get a job, doing something, doing something that somebody else values, right? Create value for somebody else. You know, you don't even have to be uh, a generous person. You don't have to uh, be charitable. You don't have to do things. You don't even have to be a nice person. You know, do it for yourself if that's what you want to do. You know. But do it fair, do it, uh, uh, do something that somebody else wants. Um, okay. Well, let me, let me throw this out there real quick then MC. Uh, cause as you said, we, we've just come off the Super Bowl, right? Uh, performed by dozens of, of sports entertainers, right? Doing what they love to do, but getting paid for entertaining the public basically, um, uh, so if these if if people value teenagers doing stupid things on YouTube and are willing to click and watch ads, um, aren't these aren't these Tide Pod challengers uh, already doing that if they can get paid? If if they're doing it for my entertainment, yes, that's that's fine. I don't care. They can do whatever they want. Um, but I think a lot of them are not getting paid or not getting paid very much at all. Um, I think they're doing it for the attention. Um, so in the, in that case, like, is, is your health worth attention? I, I don't know. It's, it's like, um, from an ep- economics perspective, yes. Cause that's why they do it. Right. They make a, they make a rational human choice, uh, to, to forego good health in order to gain attention. Like we can clearly see what they value more based on their results and their actions. I don't see how that's rational, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody would uh, eat a Tide Pod uh, and not gain any attention. You know, like uh, you know, without a camera pointing at them and going through that whole thing. No, I don't think anybody would just. Oh, I'm. I'm think I'm going to try to eat this thing without anybody looking at me. So yeah, they do get something out of it. That's, okay, that's one part of it. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I hope it's not worth it and. Uh, I hope there's uh, other ways to uh, get attention. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't. They didn't mention it in this article, uh, but there was like another headline. I don't remember. It it might have been these fellas, uh, you know, from from New York. But there was one uh, headline where they were looking to ban it because the politician. Oh, here we go. Uh, Chuck Schumer almost ate a Tide Pod. Uh, so yeah, so so you know, even people who should obviously know better, right, are pretending to also be dumb in order to get this thing banned. <laughs> you know, yeah, here we go. Like here's a, here's a quick quote. I saw one on my staffer's desk and I wanted to eat it. Right, like that's so clearly these things are are you know are looking like. Uh, it's supposed to be edible candy. So how can we fault uh, these teenagers for wanting to try something so delicious uh, as a Tide Pod uh, for entertainment or for otherwise? You know, yeah. I, I think the, the last line of the article got it right, right? Uh, aside from, they, they probably won't end up banning Tide Pods because, well, man, proposed legislation rarely ever makes it all the way unless it's like really bad. Um, or for the same reason as people eating it, one of the reasons why they're pushing this through is just for the attention. Yeah, and so that's if they the last get it line of the passed article. through, and just like the guy who who uh, made it Ill- illegal to to cross the street with a cell phone, 
He just wanted that on his resume. Like, look what I did. I'm so special. Like, complete idiots, man. But they, they got to get that attention. So, um, yeah, shame on them. Now, I don't think we have much time to get into it, but imagine what would happen if we didn't have such a high minimum wage where rather than eating Tide Pods, these these youngsters, these teenagers uh, could actually be productive by working for something, you know, at, at a level that they're valued uh, less than the current minimum wage, right? Would Would that take some of these morons off the street uh, and give them something more productive to do with their time uh, if they were allowed to make, you know, four bucks an hour rather than eat Tide Pods and hope they get a million clicks on YouTube. Right. Just food for and, them. And if we didn't have the uh, education system destroying the creative geniuses of, of our kids, um, you know, maybe, maybe the world would be a better place. Who knows? Did you want to transition into that? Do we have time? Or do you want we, to... we got about five minutes. Okay. I'll, I'll read through the article then. If we can comment quickly, then we'll we'll do so. Uh, headline, study shows kids are born creative geniuses, but the education system destroys imagination. Uh, Dr. George Land and Beth Jarman were commissioned by NASA to help the space agency identify and develop creative talent. The two were tasked to research school children in an attempt to identify creative individuals from which the agency could pick to help with their many products. In a recent TED Talk, Land described the team's surprising findings on the education system, which are nothing short of shocking. It seems American school children lose their ability to think creatively over time. As students enter the, their educational journey, they retain most of their abilities to think creatively. In other words, children are born with creative genius. Employing a longitudinal study model, Land and Jarman studied 1,600 children at ages 5, 10, and 15. Surprisingly, Land said they discovered if given a problem with which they had to come up with an imaginative and innovative solution, 98% of five-year-olds tested at the genius level. Simply put, their answers to how the problem should be solved were brilliant. Uh, upon entry into the school system, those numbers started to drop dramatically. Uh, when the team returned to let those same subjects at age 10, the percentage of genius-level imaginative and innovative thinkers fell to an unthinkable 30%. The indicators led the researchers to believe that the current educational system is to blame. Not only did 68% of those students lose their ability to think with imagination and innovation, the thought that only 30% could still do so is unfathomable. Uh, the downward spiral continued to be demonstrated at age 15. When the researchers returned, the percentage of genius-level students had dropped to an abysmal 12%. Gasps could be heard around the room as the audience attempted to process how such a brilliant group of students could sink so low in their imagination and ability to solve problems with innovation. Land blames the Industrial Revolution and the burgeoning factories to the demise of creativity. During that era, Land said the natural approach to teaching and learning less educators to develop factories for human beings too, called schools, so we could manufacture people that could work well in these factories. Uh, from a qualitative perspective, teachers point to the government intrusion into the dumbing down of the nation's school children. Starting with the development of the Department of Education, the federal government's handprint is all over some of the worst decisions regarding public policy and education. From the Clinton administration's mandated federal testing guidelines to Bush's No Child Left Behind Act to the disastrous Obama administration's Common Core curriculum, teachers everywhere have complained they're not teaching any longer. They're simply instructing students to achieve the minimum educational requirements necessary for them to pass a standardized exam. Predictably, during those administrations' attempts to force a model of education upon a nation, the homeschool movement has flourished. Uh, parents were forced to come to the conclusion that their local public school was failing to provide an education sufficient for their children to be able to attend college. As a result, Land's team was not surprised to find only 2% of adults aged 31 still retained their ability to think imaginatively with creativity and innovation. He said, look folks, if we're going to enter the future with hope, that's not going to do it. We have to do something about it. Uh, Land said people can actually get back to thinking creatively with imagination if they get rid of stinking thinking. He urged his listeners to get rid of these aspects of education, judgment, criticism, and censorship. When students come up with a brilliant idea, they're met with constant criticism. Therefore, they become conditioned to think like the masses instead of coming up with accepted alternative solution. 
Find the five-year-old in yourself, Land Implorers, he said, as, as it has never gone away and can be accessed at any moment. Uh, Land said, so the great designer said, I'm going to put that mechanism in so they exercise it every day in case they ever need an idea. They've got the capability, absolutely. But Land said, we only exercise that genius part of our brain when we're dreaming. So dream big, dream often, and don't let naysayers rain on your imagination. Uh, using brain scan imaging, Land demonstrated how the brain is practically useless when it's afraid. In contrast, the human brain is exceedingly active when it's imagining. Without specifically criticizing the educational system, Land addressed the major problem with teaching students to get the right answer. He said, instead, students should imagine many possibilities to achieve innovation and problem solving. According to Land, uh, in order for the industry to survive, it must be continually innovating and adapting to change, expecting the landscape to evolve and evolve with it. Instead of becoming fixated on the right solution, come up with 30 to 40 imaginative ones to become innovative. Uh, end of the article. Your thoughts quickly, MC. I don't have any quick thoughts. All mine are slow, and I take my time, and I imagine that— Well, we can uh, run long if you want to. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but that, that's uh, I, I actually continuously uh, try to free my mind all the time and try to uh, bring my inner child imagination back. Um, it's it's a challenge because um, uh, so so many things there's just the right way to do them, and so I try to you know break those trends in my mind and try to do things without fear and uh but that's that, like i said it's hard it's there there are a lot of threats uh around that that other people make up and so the, you know it, whether it's the, the police state or the tax system or uh the monetary system or um just uh the, the school system i mean i i don't have a kid yet but if I ever do, you know, that's that's going to be something I would look to avoid is the the, the education system. It's just, um, you know, if if I could do uh, homeschooling and or uh, or pay somebody else to do it that that has experience with it, that you know, even better. Um, but yeah, so I, I do my best. And as a semi good parent, semi more bad than good. Um, I will say that uh, my, my son just had his birthday a couple of weeks ago, um, and around that time, his mom posted on Facebook uh, how proud of him she was because of how advanced uh, his his reading and math level was compared to uh, other kids his age and his grade. And, you know, he knows where I stand on it, and she knows where I stand on it. But in the back of my mind, I'm just screaming, get him the hell out of that school system then, moron. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah. before he loses it, there's only a few yeah. years left uh, before it gets, you know, squashed. Or if, it, I mean, if he's really or, that advanced, maybe he'll come out or at the 2% level. The, 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 the biggest problem if he's, is if he starts believing it. And I've had... Uh, a few friends from high school that, that really believed that, oh, yeah, getting A's is easy. I must be smart. Uh, that That's a really bad attitude to have. And hopefully he never gets that attitude. Um, and, you know, all, you know, all, for all my, uh, you know, s smart friends I've had in my childhood, um, you know, what are they doing now? You know, they're slaving away at, at jobs that uh, they don't really care about and they don't even uh, have – hope of of improving you know they're just they're just in it you know <laughs> they don't even want to make their own job better um so yeah you gotta escape that mentality and uh, i think you know your 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 life will improve because of it maybe not who knows yep so go get some lsd or buy some mushrooms or find an ayahuasca shaman uh and and get your creativity and your imagination back uh, because you didn't really lose it. It just got, you know, like, like we talked about in the beginning, it's just been socially engineered out of you, uh, over a very long period of time and you didn't even see it go. Uh, another thing that I do personally to help free myself is, is I make a lot of mistakes and you probably hear a lot of them while I'm talking. Like I, 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 that, that fear that would stop most people from speaking, um, that's one thing talk, talking to people 
about my ideas helps because you know I've been wrong, wrong many many times um but what it helps me do is bounce my ideas off of people and and be able to improve myself and and uh come up with even better ideas so in the end I've I've got f- probably five things five projects that I want to work on that I haven't done it yet and uh you know eventually I'll get around to it um but right now I'm just kind of uh enjoying my life and and uh and deciding you know what which which thing is most important to me yeah and and we've talked about some of those privately off air and I personally want to see you succeed in whatever project or projects you decide to move forward with uh, as a friend, because I don't want to be one of those, you know, the, you know, state minded or closed minded individuals that comes up with all the reasons why it's a bad idea or why you can't do it. Um, I rather, you know, work with you and have you bounce those ideas uh, together if you want, right. To find those creative, innovative solutions on how you can make those ideas come to fruition um, rather than turning, turning it off and say like, no, 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 bad idea. No, totally. Nope. Not going to happen. Um, I, I try not to be that friend uh, to all my friends as much as possible, unless they go, you know, what we got to do, we got to get the state to pass a law and I go get the fuck out of here. It's <laughs> not the right way to do this. <laughs> let's be creative and innovative about it. And let's not go that, that route. You know, that's, that's it. Right on. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, join in on the discussion and the show prep in the groups, facebook.com slash groups uh, slash anarchistexperience. And if you want to contribute to the show financially uh, so we can get one of those projects off the ground, at least shit, uh, we do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Peace. <laughs>